In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, you're listening to the St. Mark and Bemidji's podcast. Whether this is your first time or the 500th time listening, thanks for joining us here today around the Word of God. Today, and for the next several weeks, we're going to continue our liturgy study. Now that you've had a chance to hear a few of the first studies, I want to hear from you and know what you think about the content. Email me at john.kirk at stmarksbemidji.org and let me know. And many thanks to those who have already given feedback. Many people look at the Wisconsin Senate of the Lutheran Church and see us as very stodgy in our worship practices, or maybe even too Catholic for many. It's pretty rare to hear any hymns written after 1940, and what's with all the psalm half-singing, half-chanting stuff during the service? Did you know that there's a reason for all of it? And it's not arbitrary at all. In fact, it's ancient, beautiful, and connects us to believers stretching back thousands of years. These short studies were written by a pastor from a confessional Missouri Synod pastor. Confessional meaning a strict interpretation of the Bible as the inspired word of God without error and describing to the three ecumenical creeds and the Lutheran confessions contained within the Book of Concord as being authoritative in their studies of the Bible and its application. I'll be reading these studies, but it's his hard work that put it together. The study uses the order of worship colloquially known as page 5 and 15 of the Lutheran Service Book to explain the order of worship in a logical order. And now, on to today's study. Let me show you something else about liturgy this morning I bet you never thought about or even realized. I know that sitting in a pew, I never did. I guess I never really gave our liturgy much thought. I just took for granted that this is what we do in church. But you know, it was a whole lot like living at home. I never thought about what a treasure home was. I just took home for granted and lived there. Remember, liturgy is life and life is liturgy. Liturgy really is to be at home in Christ Jesus. May I draw a parallel? At home, I know where everything is at. I know where the light switches are. I know where to find forgiveness at the confession and the absolution. I know what time I'm supposed to be home from the game. I know where the commandments are. I know respect and courtesy to family and friends. The Epistle and Gospel of Christ. I know what we'll do for the holidays. The Sacrament of the Altar and Baptism. I know where my clothes are. Jesus, thy blood and righteousness. I know what I'll wear today and tomorrow. The righteousness of my beautiful Savior. I know where Dad and Mom will be. My God is with me always until the end of the age. Liturgy is to be at home in Christ. Did you know that those Old Testament ceremonies were home for Old Testament Israel? They went well beyond the tabernacle or the temple. They were much broader than what occurred at the brazen altar and at the altar of incense every morning and evening. They included all of the Israelite life. All of it. The tabernacle and specifically the Holy of Holies centered in the Word of God. And that Word of God extended to everyone who served in the tabernacle or brought sacrifice there. It included what the priests and high priests wore, how the sacrifices were to be prepared, when the priests were supposed to do things, what the people were to do, who would partake of the sacrifices, which ones were acceptable, 
How were they to be prepared? Literally everything. But that wasn't all. It spoke to the people also equally. It was the responsibility of the Israelite layperson to select his offering according to God's word and to present it accordingly. Human beings do not ever determine which gifts are acceptable to the Lord, nor can they decide by themselves if God is pleased with them. The Lord himself does that for them by his word. He establishes the right that is to be enacted and the purpose of its enactment. But deeper yet, how can any sinner approach unto the living God? And why should God give any sinner any place at all? If you as a sinner know that you are sinful and unclean under the wrath of God, then you know the power and sway sin has upon the flesh. That sin living in you is wholly resistant to God and His Word. In fact, stone cold towards it. The sinful flesh would do anything and everything to excuse itself from hearing and learning the Word of God. How can any sinner approach unto the living God? With a broken and contrite heart. That is, that we have learned to look with terror at our own sins and regard them as great indeed and find joy and comfort in Christ alone. In the cleansing blood of Jesus, in the pardoning grace of God delivered in the blessed absolution. It is the only way, Jesus said, that repentance and the forgiveness of sins be proclaimed in his name. Sinners don't come on their own to God. They are carried there on the shoulders of the Savior himself, dragged there even in the gospel net. It is Jesus who presents his people holy and without blemish, covering them with his own blood and righteousness. With broken heart and contrite sigh, a trembling sinner, Lord, I cry. Thy pardoning grace is rich and free. O God, be merciful to me. The liturgy carries us there. Wherefore, we flee for refuge to thine infinite mercy, seeking and imploring thy grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Old Testament Christian did not approach unto God, the tabernacle, by his lonesome, on his own, pleasing God every step of the way. No, he approached in the same way we do, by the divine liturgy in which Christ Jesus carries us every step of the way, because I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to Him. But it's deeper still. God's Word not only prescribes which offering is to be presented and how, but it also announces what God Himself promised to accomplish through it. What was centered in the tabernacle included the tabernacle, the altars, the entrance, through the entrance, right into the everyday life of the Israelite, right down to the purifications of the Israelite houses, to Israelite clothing, to matters of sickness and death. In short, that which centered in the tabernacle extended to and covered the entirety of life. Not man, the Word of God. Liturgy is life, and life is liturgy. Now the divine service, the preaching of the gospel in our liturgy, replaces what the burnt offering and the Old Testament sacrificial ritual pointed towards. Those who have been justified by Christ's blood and saved from death have access to the Father's life-giving grace through faith in Christ, 
according to Romans 5 and Ephesians 2. They may therefore approach God, the Father, with a clean conscience in the full assurance of faith as recorded in Hebrews 10. For they know that God the Father is well pleased with them and their service of Him because of Christ. Because of Christ, they can come to receive mercy and grace from Him. Because of Christ, they can draw near with a true heart. Jesus, who once offered Himself as our burnt offering, is our great high priest. He presents us holy and unblemished together with Himself to God the Father in the divine service. Through Jesus and together with Him, we can now approach God the Father and offer true and acceptable service to Him. Lord, now lettest Thou Thy servant, liturgy, in faith toward Thee and fervent love toward one another. Love God and neighbor, liturgy. Liturgy is life and life is liturgy. We needn't, we don't, Bring some offering to secure God's grace and gain acceptance for ourselves. We have that in Christ. We can, through Christ therefore, offer to God the Father offerings that are pleasing and acceptable to Him, the sacrifice of our lives, according to Romans 12. Liturgy Worship is what happens when people who believe in Jesus Christ are brought together by the Holy Ghost for the liturgy. Worship is defined best by a Greek term, and this Greek term applies only to the deity. Humans are never the object of worship, only God is. As a preacher and presider by vocation, worship is the verb that I know best. I lead worship in my congregation in the stead and by the command of Christ, according to John 20. By faithfully preaching the word of the apostles and prophets and presiding at the sacrament, so rightly administering the sacraments Christ gave. All worship directs in only one direction Godward, remembering the people do not first come to God. God seeks Adam. Adam hides under the fig leaves, under the concealment. God seeks man, and God, with no involvement from man whatsoever, gives man the promise of the Redeemer. God calls Abraham. God offers, gives, and seals the promised Redeemer to Abraham through his covenant in Genesis 17. It is through the mercy of God the covenant is established and by God's grace that he and his descendants are included. God brings Israel out of Egypt. God gives Israel his word, his law. Or next time, my friends. I'll see you then. We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. Our church services are live-streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel, St. Mark Lutheran Church Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. This is our fourth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. 
visit www.stmarkbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. You can also search for St. Mark Bemidji on YouTube to find our channel. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again, www.stmarkbemidji.org. All scripture readings are taken from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 2011, and are used by permission from Zondervan. Meditation's daily devotional is published by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day. He, because I could not pay it, gave my full redemption price. Do I need of treasures many? I have one worth more than any. That brought me salvation free, lasting to eternity.